0: InsureTech is one of the most hotly contested segments in the startup space. Big companies are innovating from inside, small companies are disrupting from outside. Big data is at the center of it all, and the opportunities provided by the pervasiveness of mobile devices are endless. This is The Healthy Business Show. I'm your host, Fred Rode. And in this episode, I'm going to find out from the Technical Underwriting Manager of Discovery Business Insurance, Robin Burgess, about this incredibly exciting sector. Welcome to the show, Robin. Thank you, Fred. I want to just quickly understand how you kind of stumbled into this sector. What kind of drove you into this very, very hot sector at the moment?
1: Fred, I think um, the key word there is stumbled. (laughs) <laughs> um, I'm the traditional underwriter. I've been in the business now for close on 30 years. In the insurance In business. the insurance sector, yes. I cut my teeth where there was a lot of paper. There were no PCs. It's literally from the dark ages straight through now to first world computers, AI, innovation. Going back to my start, traditional what we would call a property underwriter, working with uh, business insurance, niche products, niche environments with specific business needs. During this evolution, obviously, the um, the information age has accelerated at a huge rate from the 80s and the early 90s right through now to the, the 2000s. And any underwriter who hasn't upschooled themselves is going to be left behind. So my daily tasks have changed from pushing paper to saying, how do I innovate what I do? And that's literal paper, right? It's so so literal paper, the real paper, the real metal file. file cabinets oh, yes. with the, 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 oh, the oh, little yes, drop, yeah. drop files and all that kind of well, stuff. It's exactly that. So, I mean, day one for me was pushing around the filing trolley. So, that's, <laughs> that's the dark ages that I come out of. And so, now you, know, you can <laughs> kick
0: back in a coffee shop and do your work there, right?
1: That's, that's exactly it. So, to me as an underwriter, it's a fantastic thing because we are data-driven. The more data I have, the better I'm able to underwrite, the better product I'm able to give to my client, a fairer product I'm able to give to my client as far as what they're going to be paying for it.
0: I've chatted to quite a few insure tech entrepreneurs recently, and it certainly is a a hot sector. And obviously, there's a lot of movement within the sector locally and internationally. I really get the sense of breathless excitement. There seems to be so much going on in this industry. And maybe you can illuminate for those of us outside of the industry why it's so exciting. What's actually going on? Why is this such a disruptive area right now? And what is driving all of this change, I guess?
1: If I look just at the short-term side of the insurance sector, so that would be your business, your household insurance, you, the insurance for your motor vehicle. Going back 10, 15 years ago, we had no immediate access to your data. So how would I gather that data? You would do an old-fashioned proposal form. You would, you might have a claim. Those claims will accumulate over time, over thousands of people. We might only get the data two years down the line. With InsureTech. We have live access to your data. Just as an example, at Discovery Business Insure, we are part of the wider Insure Discovery Insure Group's Vitality Drive system. With that system, you have live tracking of our clients in their motor vehicles at any one time of the day that information gets fed into our systems. At a push of a button, we have access to that data. I can do live modeling at a more specific time that is relevant to our clients. So instead of having a requirement for years of data, I can literally do this on a monthly or or even on a quarterly basis. And we can adjust our rating structure to meet the requirements of our clients. As our drivers, we get better. Instead of them having to wait two, three years down the line to get better premiums, we can push the button and they can get it immediately. If we just look internationally at this sudden deluge of analytics and big data, let's talk about our reinsurers, if you want to call it that, have access to this data that they've never had before. And they feed these into their supercomputers. They come out with modeling that has completely changed the way we look at things. So we would have this human element in the past and the underwriter's gut feel. Is that for real? That so, is for real. So, so the underwriter's <laughs> gut feel is a real thing. You can't, you're
0: kind of lifting the bonnet on, on. Some. I know. So
1: I, I might get, I might get <laughs> mobbed outside you're by a lot of, old, of, yeah, a lot of old gray men. Yeah. That, um, the old sure, guard. The, the underwriting gut feel is a real thing because of the amount of experience you pick up. That's but amazing. Now we can back it up with all this data and say, you know what? We were actually right or we were completely wrong. Sure, and this is the beauty of data. If we you've got the stats on your PC that says to you, you know what, all the drivers in the East Strand aren't as bad as we thought they were, and um, <laughs> it's well, this, exa- this is it. And
0: that's a great example. Yeah. By so,
1: <laughs> so, why are we charging them so much, or are we charging them too little? Another example of big data is on what we would call catastrophe modelling. So we have hurricanes tracked all over the world in real time on these uh, supercomputers telling us, you know, Mozambique's going to be hit again. These are the predictions. Prepare for it. Wow. Um, and many intra- so it's
0: becoming really pervasive, linking into all these different areas like the environment and logistics of fleets and all these interconnected sectors where ever you can glean that data, you can start to be more predictive and I suppose more proactive.
1: Exactly. And that's the word proactive to give back to the client as much as possible to try and mitigate losses not only for ourselves, but for the clients as well.
0: And how is that benefit passed on to the clients? I mean, it sounds like it's really great for the insurers, but for the actual
1: the members? Discovery Insure has a system where if there's a thunderstorm with possible hail, let's say, sand or wherever throughout the country, we'll send out alerts to say, you know, park your car under wherever to reduce your risk of hail damage. Yes, of course, it is a spin-off to us as an insurer that we reduce our losses. But there's also obviously the reduction of loss to the client. To have a claim done these days and the loss of your vehicle is cumbersome. From the client's perspective, when we reduce our losses, the chances of having increased premiums the next year as a result of losses reduces. It's a win-win situation. Fewer losses, fewer premium increases.
0: Let's just take it back to the small business owners and our audience. How important is it to take out insurance in the beginning of a business?
1: I think it's a lot simpler than a lot of people think. It's basically to protect your own balance sheet, that you know that if you've go, you started up, you've put a lot of capital into business. use a small example, you've started up a small restaurant, you've put a lot of capital of your own in, you've taken a risk and you've taken a loan from a bank, you've invested in this dream of yours. Not protecting that dream against possible losses that will affect your own balance sheet is just not a wise thing to do. Your business does burn down and you haven't insured it. It's a total loss. You could be literally on the street. You've lost your entire investment in that business. Whereas if you had insured it, not only for fire cover, but as well as interruption cover, your restaurant is going to be refurbished. In the time that it takes to get that done you 've got this interruption cover to pay your costs to pay your salary to pay your staff to help you get up and running again it 's a vital thing okay that
0: certainly answers the question I wanted to segue into the tech area of this conversation. you know It seems like every industry now has tech attached to it you know so tech and health tech and biotech and drone tech and if you look at insure tech, from just a little bit of what you said earlier, it sounds like all of these things are starting to be interconnected. And the data which has become more and more available to you is providing what ostensibly looks like a, a really intriguing opportunity for the insurance industry, right? Do you see that happening and and how far away are we from that kind of convergence where all these interrelated industries are making it a a lot more efficient and cheaper and more beneficial to all of us?
1: Look, I certainly agree with that. I think the technical ability that the computer age has brought to business in general has supplied us as insurers with that vital data to be able to be transparent in what we do. So, as I said before, going back to that gut feel, it was a gut feel with models and um, a lot of paperwork. Now we've got live, true data. Let me take that a little bit further in the integration between all these different technologies. I can use the simple example again of Discovery Business Insure. We have a very competent risk engineering division that would go out and do a assessment of a business. When these engineers go out, and when I say engineers, they're all qualified engineers, let's use the studio that we're in as an example. Sure. They come out, you've got very expensive equipment, you've got equipment that if you lose the equipment, you just, you know, you can't work tomorrow. They would come in, they would do a full assessment, they would use thermal imaging to see whether or not your sound equipment is working above temperature and could have a potential fire risk. And just add that granular information to the client, and that's where that advantage comes in. Another example, a, a large factory or manufacturing concern who specializes in plastic injection molding of speaker systems. Plastic injection molding is a very high-temperature process, and it's always a potential loss. These guys come in, they put on their Google glasses, they walk around the factory, they do the thermal imaging They do the recording of the entire factory floor as well as using drones to give an overview of the entire factory. All that information gets fed back to us at the underwriting department where we, in conjunction with our risk engineers, do a proper, fair assessment of what is happening on the floor. And, of course, then we would rate accordingly. The other side of it is for the client to give them detailed information on how they can better their risk as far as reducing potential fire uh, situations, machines that are working above recommended temperature tolerances with the thermal imaging. And just on their processes as well, we could maybe better their process flows to reduce their costs. So for us, that type of technology has opened a whole new door and has also speeded up the process. So where we have a client that we might not take on board as yet because it's risky, we want to first survey their property, we can do this a lot quicker than we would have done it in the old days where it might have taken 30 days. We can literally do this in seven days.
0: Yeah, and without the gut feel.
1: (laughs) Exactly. So... No, no, no! Don't discount the gut feel. <laughs> is, is gut feel still a factor? So I think. What if, if you it,
0: just don't like the look of the guy?
1: No, no, no! We, we don't. So that's the whole thing: the gut feel and the human element. It's I still part of it. It's still part of it, but it's now balanced. Okay. So it's more transparent, as you say. It's not just a, oh all nightclubs are bad, so we don't insure them. It's not true. You see what I'm saying? So now we have this extra data to be able to say actually not. They're actually quite good risk.
0: But it sounds like data really is at the center of all of this. So you look at data as a foundation, and then you build upon that in terms of doing your assessments and so on. If we look at the environment today, data is becoming more and more pervasive and accessible. And certainly with the types of technology we have, and I mean specifically mobile phones, mobile technology technology, we really do have just a proliferation of data. so how is that impacting the industry as a whole? I mean surely that must be one of the most exciting. Areas of insure tech. I mean, you look at companies internationally like Lemonade, for example, and, and looking at the way they use mobile data and particularly geolocation and, you know, the photo capturing ability and so on. Is that something that we're seeing here in South Africa? Are we going to be able to benefit from that?
1: Definitely. Um, mobile phones are almost a godsend to the insurance industry because then we have immediate contact with our clients at any specific time. We use cell phone geolocation for our motor vehicles and for our clients. We are able then to map what we would call hotspots. As just an example, we can say 80% of our clients are located in Johannesburg, 40% in Durban and, and, and so on. It allows me to better understand where my client is and what my client is actually doing and, and be able to model better. But to take that even further, if we take, you know, you use the example of, of Lemonade and I know that they work totally almost outside of the traditional from taking on a client where you can complete your entire application on the phone. You can take a photograph of the asset as an example, your laptop and you're insured. What I also find fascinating with the way that they do business, is, and, and and they do this because they have this amount of data yes. at a granular level, is the pay-as-you-go insurance. So you might, for instance, have a piece of equipment that you only need for a month. Uh, you're a sound engineer, and you you need a board for a specific show or whatever you're doing, and you only want it for a month, but it's your responsibility to insure. You can do that because they have granular information, and they can – take on that risk and quantify it correctly with the amount of information they have on that type of item because they are out there 24-7 gathering data via cell phones or via telematic systems in motor vehicles or telematic systems in as far as aviation insurance as well.
0: And there's immediacy about that, right? So it's instantaneous. You take a
1: photo, I would imagine, and then it's insured. I mean, it's you, insured. Okay, and gotcha. And that's that's a great thing about it. I had a had a small claim on my motor vehicle, and I'm going to punt Discovery, insure again because I was. It's the first claim I've had. I've been with them for a number of years, and I was very impressed. I was sitting on my couch, and I literally completed the entire claim. Asked me to take a photograph of the damaged area on the motor vehicle. Done, dusted. The next morning, they've got all that information. They phone you. They arrange everything. A lot of other insurers do it as well, but it's just how easy it is for me as a client to not go through the old story of having to go to a panel beater at this time, then waiting for the guy to pitch up and then to have an assessment. It's all seamless. And I think that's a word that I should have used earlier. It's the seamlessness of technology that is so important. If technology is not seamless, then it doesn't add a value.
0: And is that going to translate into more accessible Insurance for all of us at a cheaper rate, more efficient and so on?
1: Most definitely. With more data, we're able to model better, which creates a transparent environment where we can reduce rates and be fair. Not saying that the industry has not been fair. I think it's more a case of the data was not available to be fair. There is unfortunately a caveat to this. Regulation in the insurance industry is very strict, sure, because of past ills that certain company has created. So it's not always easy to get your product across without having to complete, you know, copious amounts of rigmaroles and hoops and and so on. Yeah, and that's unfortunately an issue with new tech companies that are coming up.
0: Are we seeing those kind of innovations in South Africa and Africa? with all the regulations and restrictions in place.
1: We certainly are. So, regulations aside from an insurance perspective, up and coming products that I've seen over the last 12 months are IoT devices or Internet of Things devices. Sure. Small things. Devices that are put onto your geezer at home, monitoring temperature, leakage, etc and then sending that data to a central database and warning you that there's going to be a potential loss. One of the biggest claim areas in the insurance industry with property are geezers that burst and the resulting damage that we pick up. That type of thing is, is invaluable, and that's a South African invention, and it's brilliant. That, to me, is the nitty-gritty. Besides all the fancy data and the fancy terminology, that's – a fantastic innovation for africa trying to you know lift itself up
0: that's amazing
1: so there's definitely a lot of innovation
0: happening within the corporate space but i guess there's also opportunities for entrepreneurs to come into the space robin i just want to close off just asking you for just maybe some closing thoughts on how a small company should go about protecting themselves how excessively should they protect themselves what sort of approach should they take
1: I think the most important thing is for any business, big or small, is for them to understand what the loss is going to be to them financially if they are unable to operate as a result of a fire, motor vehicle accident, access to their business as a result of a demonstration, et cetera. So what? Okay. F- so
0: playing the movie to the end, I suppose. Exactly. So playing so, the movie to a bad ending. Exactly. I so what,
1: exactly. So what is going to happen when that bad ending happens? What is it going to mean to me as far as my revenue stream? It doesn't always have to be an extremely complex set of covers. It could be basic covers. You're a restaurant, fire losses are most important because you could lose your entire business. Interruption losses are important because there's going to be a period before you are up and running again. You've got money on site, theft, burglary, liabilities to protect your clients as well as your staff. The most important thing to the small entrepreneur is to think, what happens if I don't have that vehicle or office to go to tomorrow? With my revenue stream and my own income, what is it going to mean to me? And there are many insurers out there, like Discovery Business Insure, that customize policies to suit those specific needs. I think that's also the, the great thing about granular tech information. We're able now to build customized policies it's not now take or leave policy. Yeah, you know not you pay for, for a whole lot thing. of stuff that you yeah. don't really need gotcha exactly
0: okay that's amazing well Robin thank you so much for your contribution your participation on the Healthy Business Show it's been a fascinating discussion there's a lot of things I guess if we had more time we could delve into and uh, I just want to congratulate you on the work that you've done and wish you all the best for the future thank you Fred Hey everyone, thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Healthy Business Show. If you love this podcast, do let us know via social media, tag at discovery underscore SA, use the hashtag DSY, healthy business, and please do rate us on your favorite podcast platform, whether it's Apple, Spotify, or wherever you find your shows. You can also find more episodes on the Discovery website at discovery.co.za forward slash corporate forward slash podcasts.